This is episode number 220 of the Middle Country Public Library podcast. Hello and welcome. Sal DiVincenzo here with my fabulous colleagues, Sarah Fate and Nicole Rambo. Hello. How's everyone doing? Good. 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 All right. Everybody's good this week? Mm -hmm. Great. Sarah, you good? Oh, okay. <laughs> I listened. I listened. You know, when I edit the episodes, and Nicole's like, yeah, "How are you doing?" And Nicole's like, "Good." And Nicole's and Sarah's like, oh, "It's all right." <laughs> and I don't hear it when we record, but when I listen yeah. back, I'm like, "Oh, Sarah's." <laughs> anyway, welcome to the show. Just a quick little bit of housekeeping. Next mm-hmm. week, hopefully, weather permitting. Yeah is Strictly Business, which is our annual business-to-business yeah. business networking trade show. It's happening outside this wow. year because we have the construction still going on here in Center Reach, but mm-hmm. it's going to happen outside from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m., over 50 vendors, lots of great variety in vendors. Mm-hmm. If you want to come down, there's going to be product vendors, service vendors, insurance companies, uh, community mm-hmm. folks are going to be here, chambers of commerce, all that kind of stuff. We're going to be uh, doing a raffle, mm-hmm. $250 Visa gift card, Wow, which is great. And on top of that, new this year, mm-hmm. uh, there's going to be a door prize. It's going to be yeah. uh, four tickets to the, it's a July LI Ducks game. Oh, nice. Ducks game, That's always fun. Uh, courtesy yeah. of uh, Campolo, Middleton, and McCormick. Uh, donated those tickets for us to give away as a door prize. So that's a lot of great things. So just for that, you should come down and visit us and and take a look. Mm -hmm. Now, the reason why I say hopefully is because it is outside and the weather's looking a little iffy Mm -hmm. next week, I have to say. I'm sorry, it is. But we do have a rain date, of course, and that's Mm -hmm. the following Thursday, May 12th. Okay. I guess staff can't be entered into that. Staff cannot be entered into the 250 or the free tickets. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's for our folks who come from, you know, if you do go to the Ducks game, there's a burger place out of the park, Burger, I think, near there. It's so good. And they have a vegan burger. I was going to ask us, mm-hmm. yes. That's so good that every time I eat it, I have to have my husband take a bite because I think they messed up and it's not really vegan. Oh, wow. So, okay. Yeah, if you like burgers. And, and then Steve's like, nah, it's definitely like Yeah, he's like, <laughs> no, he's like, it's very good, but no, it's vegan. <laughs> I'm like, okay. I will tell, I will tell you something, Nicole. Yeah. You could probably do the worst possible thing ever to me, and I would forgive you. Yeah. The one thing I would not forgive Nicole is if someday <laughs> she goes out and gets like a bacon cheeseburger and doesn't invite me to come along. Because <laughs> I want to be there if that happens. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's just a little bit of housekeeping. We hope to see you uh, next week, May 5th, 9 mm-hmm. to 1 in uh, Center Reach. Nice. In Center Reach. So uh, let's jump in. Nicole, why don't you go first? This sure. Week? For us? I have a publisher's weekly a uh, little article about new and noteworthy children's NYA books. And this is for April 2022. So they're kind of newish. So we might have them. They might be in order. They might, we might be in the process of ordering mm-hmm. them. But, you know, just on the lookout, um, you know, put a hold on. We have, for little ones, these picture books. One's called Armadillo Antics Aww. by Aww. Bill Martin Jr. and Michael Sampson. And Armadillo's take on an adventure before the break of dawn in this picture book mm-hmm. by That's the late Martin cute. and Sampson. Oh, so he passed away. Uh, Big and Small and In Between by Carter Higgins. Higgins depicts the variations of sizes in this conceptual book about categorization. It's an abstract journey with many turns and surprises. Mm. We have a lot of those cute little books. There's this one little book about, like, butts. (laughs) Is that the one where the principal (laughs) read it and he got fired? I want a new bud or he needs a new bud or something? No, I heard about that story, though. What? Someone got fired for reading a butt book? A children's butt book. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It's not even... No, I didn't think it was it. Th- this book is about all different animal like heinies. It's Aww. very, it's very cute. 
Some animal heinies are yucky. <laughs> <laughs> it's like with some have a tail and some don't. Oh, and some cute. are big. It's, it's cute. Like, so it's cute. Yeah, I thought it was cute. It's on the. It's cute. It's on the like new book and thing, and I always see it. <laughs> it's like and all the like uh, butts. That's by us. Uh, a little, little bit of trivia. That's by uh, Sir Mixalot's uh, <laughs> child who wrote that book. <laughs> the next one is Children of the Forest by Matt Myers, invoking the vibe of classic children's protagonists. Two brave siblings tackle tackle the fantastical adventures of the outdoors, even if it's only in their backyard. The Great Zepfino. This is for ages eight and up, so it's a little bit older. Circus performer the Great Zepfino might not always deliver on his big name, especially after he flees from a failed tightrope performance. But on his getaway, a new opportunity arises to prove just how great the stunt boy can be. Mm. These are a middle grade, a duet for home by Karina Jan Glazer. Glazer. Uh, June's arrival at the Huey House, a Bronx shelter for unhoused people, follows both the loss of her beloved Viola and the death of her father. Huey House resident Tyrell shows June the small joys and comforts her temporary home has to offer, but when the government threatens to evict the residents, the two come up with a plan to save their home. It really is interesting as the age goes up, you know, we went from like little kids, just like tiny books up to being evicted. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So the the subject matter changes. Yeah. In the Key of Us by Mariama J. Lockington. Uh, Music Summer Camp brings together grief-stricken Andy and pressure-ridden Zora, the only two black girls at the camp. The two bond over their shared love of music as they strive to figure out who they want to become. Hmm, That sounds nice. The Last Mapmaker. Though Mapmaker assistant Sai appears to be a budding lady of society, she harbors a secret about her family that could ruin her. Mm. When the opportunity to join a sea expedition arises... Oh, this sounds good. Sounds like a historical... Sai jumps at the opportunity to make a name for herself while learning of the mythical dangers of where she's headed. Then we have Lifeling by Christy Applebaum. Lonnie has the magical capability to save a life, but at the cost of losing years of his own. Oh, remember that show, Pushing Daisies? Yeah. Is it like that? Yeah. Kind of. When they need, well, it's like, you. what can he do? He can bring someone back to life, but someone else, yes. something else dies. Yes. Remember that show? Mm-hmm. With uh, Lee Pace? Yeah. Um, When the need for money forces Lonnie's family to move to the town of Farstroke, where its residents are rumored to be villainous, Lonnie is surprised to find the townspeople to be different than he thought and questions if he can risk his life to save someone else's. These are heavy topics for yeah. <laughs> middle grade. <laughs> uh, all right, then we have some young adults. Uh, Boys of the Beast by Monica Zapita. Matt, Ethan, and Oscar couldn't be more different, but the shared loss of their beloved grandmother brings the boys together to take an epic road trip in her 1988 Ford Thunderbird Turbo Coupe. Oh. Over the course of their journey, they find that they may have more in common than they thought. Oh, that sounds nice. High Spirits by Camille Gomera Tavares. In 11 interconnected stories of the Dominican diaspora, told from the perspective of different generations of the Belin family, Gomera Tavares explores identity, intergenerational memory, patriarchy, and toxic masculinity. Well, these, again, very, getting very heavy the, the, the yeah, higher we go on this list. Yeah. Uh, Scouts Honor by Lily Anderson. It is a lady bird's duty to protect humanity from monsters, but following the death of her best friend during battle, Prue was ready to put her monster hunting days behind her. Mm-hmm. However, when Prue finds herself training new ladybird scouts and a new slew of monsters threaten the town, Prue must find it in herself to face her past fears. All I can think about is that movie Ladybird. Which <laughs> <laughs> is nothing like, like that. that. <laughs> uh, and then finally, there's more on this list, but I just read a couple. Uh, this Rebel Heart, a magical uh, by Catherine Locke. A magical river is what kept many residents safe in World War II Budapest, including Scylla and her family. 
until the communists rise to power. When her parents are exonerated, protests begin across the city, and Scylla's plans to escape to a new country are halted by the river calling out to her and the chance to fight for change at home. That's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, it's like yeah. fantasy history. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, See, some April <coughs> new and newsworthy books. Yeah. yeah, and we'll put a link in the show notes to that article. Yeah. And we will be getting these books just to keep an eye on them. Right. Some of them we all. have, some of them other libraries have, so you can interloan them, of course, and Great. then, you know, we'll make sure we order the ones that we do. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Nicole. No Sarah, what do you have for us this week? Um, well, I, in the same vein, I have uh, New York Times best-selling list oh, nice. for fiction mm-hmm. um but before that i am obsessed with the johnny depp trial oh yes <laughs> and i was gonna do something about law <laughs> but i was like it's too much i'm not a lawyer here's our johnny depp update <laughs> your your wife would be better off with that but <laughs> however i did stumble across the town of brookhaven codes okay yeah that is a link in our <laughs> in our uh, <laughs> databases right and some of the things, real quick, that I found funny is, did you know that it is illegal for any person to feed ducks or pigeons within the town of Brookhaven? Wow. Oh, no. We're yeah. all going to jail. Yeah. yeah. Know. And, and if you're caught, it's a fine up to $250, and you can go to jail. Wow. You'd be okay. in prison. Do we have any duck ponds in Brookhaven? Uh, no, but they're all over the place. Yeah. Ducks. Any place with a... A duck. A duck. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, Stay away from the ducks in Brookhaven, <laughs> please. Yeah, so the Brookhaven County. So um, you cannot have more than 10 dogs in a house. Oh, Sarah. Uh, Sarah is I'm, in I'm, trouble. I'm encroaching that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> However, Sarah's I was like, because I really thought I was like, what is it, five, four? It's 10, which is a lot, I think. Yeah. If anyone has dogs. That's a, that's a lot of, that's that's a lot lot of dogs. dogs. Is that yeah. a Brookhaven town or a New York State? It's Brookhaven. Brookhaven. Yeah. And also, so I lo- also looked up noise disturbances. <laughs> and it is illegal for um, animals and birds okay. to be a, a noise disturbance. Like a lot of people have like roosters and chickens now. Oh, yeah. Which is a whole nother thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's illegal to have a rooster. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but, okay, noise disturbance from a barking dog shall be defined as created by a dog barking continuously or intermittently. Oh, for 15 minutes or more. Oh, wow. Oh, then you can call in a service? Yeah, yeah. Oh. So just be careful. I think my mom did that to our neighbor once. Oh, it's also <laughs> bad for the dog. Well, yeah, that she yeah. felt it was freezing out. It was one yeah, of those yeah, like really yeah. cold days. And she yeah, like, well, that's also illegal. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is weird. You cannot take shellfish from any town on land um, at night. Wow. <laughs> Between sunset and sunrise. And on Sundays. Oh, wow. You can't take shell. Oh, like, it's a holy re- day. Yeah, the, I was going to say that really. For the yeah. shells. Yeah. Shells. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Odd. Okay, so uh, that was a little fun fact about <laughs> Brookhaven Tell Us. So, um, hardcover fiction books. So that's it? You just wanted to mention that? You <laughs> yeah, wanted, I just thought those were funny. Just, just, <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Okay. All right, what Thanks you got? to Johnny Depp. He yeah. inspired me to look up his <laughs> Okay. So, new this week. This is exciting. Mm-hmm. Are you ready, guys? Mm-hmm. It's called The Investigator oh. by John Sanford. Number one. Ready? This is a description, and I have a problem with it. And I Uh-oh. will tell you why okay. after I read it, right? Uh, the Investigator by John Sanford, which is a pseudonym for a journalist. He's a journalist, really. And this uh, is nonfiction? No, this is all fiction. Oh, this is all fiction. All fiction. Letty Davenport, what a name. The brilliant and tenacious adopted daughter of Lucas Davenport takes the investigative reins in the newest thriller from number one bestselling author John Sanford. 
Uh, by age 24, Lady Davenport has seen more action and uncovered more secrets than many law enforcement professionals. 24 people. Have you met a 24-year-old? Mm, okay. Now, a recent Stanford grad with a master's in economics, she's restless and bored in a desk job for U.S. Senator Coles. Letty is ready to quit, but her skills have impressed Coles, and he offers her a carrot. Feet on the ground, investigative work in conjunction with the Department of Homeland Security. And there's like three more paragraphs I'm not going to get into. All right. Mm -hmm. So what bothers me about this. Okay. And I will say this. This is personal information. I am adopted. Okay. I don't like the description that they say that she is an adopted daughter. Because if my parents ever introduced me as an adopted daughter, I would probably cry on the inside Um, and would need therapy. Yeah. Which I do need therapy, but not. (laughs) That's why. (laughs) So um, I don't think that's necessary in the first line. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't think any publishers or editors are listening to this podcast. You never never know. But if they do, they should really rethink that strategy because it's insulting to adopt people. Um, Go, go get them, Sarah. No, it is. It's just you don't differentiate your kids unless, you know, I don't know. Just just for the benefit of the doubt, do you think that perhaps... There's something in the story about it. Maybe she's an evil adopted kid. No, no. Maybe like her. <laughs> her. Maybe like she like she finds like it's a her, red herring. Her, her, yeah. Her, I don't her know. Maybe, but but it is kind of strange that they mention it right off. No, the everyone does it. No, I, I, it's true though. Yeah. A lot, if if a person is adopted in a storyline, they will mm-hmm. say it that way. They will say it mm-hmm. that way. Yeah. yeah, I don't think in in uh, real life many people would do that. I don't think anybody would do that. Well, you'd be surprised. Some people just don't think. Yeah. You know, but uh, you know, but if you if you notice that, um, but you, probably, you guys probably wouldn't take note of that. But mm. I mean, I would still like if I was into those kind of books, I would still read it. It's not yeah. like something I would prevent. Right. But I don't know. It just I, like the first thing I was like, oh, and I was like, oh. So yeah. uh, don't do that, people. Okay. So the next one was six weeks on the list. Is called Run Rose Run. You guys hear of this book? No. By the ever lovely Dolly Parton and James Patterson. <laughs> I know Dolly Parton would never do that for Bob. No. Okay. So this is from America's Most Beloved Superstar and its Greatest Storyteller. A thriller about a young singer-songwriter on the rise and on the run and determined to do whatever it takes to survive. Every song tells a story. She's a star on the rise singing about the hard life behind her. She's also on the run. Find a future, lose a past. Nashville is where she's come to claim her destiny. It's also where the darkness she's fled might find her and destroy her. Uh-oh. Mm. Aw, Dolly Parton. So, so do you think that James Patterson had anything to do with this except for the fact that he probably said, hey, uh, you can put my name yeah. in the book? Yeah, I don't think either of them did, really. I mean, might she probably, like... Oh, I could see her writing something. You think you know? so? They yeah, probably her... came up with the, maybe, storyline, and then they had a ghostwriter. Yeah. Because he has, like, out. I mean... Truth be told, James Patterson probably has a number of writers working for him, and they yeah. all put it under yeah. his name. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the guy comes out with a book, book like every other hour. Yeah, right? you know, like, yeah. <laughs> and then if not, then it's a, a short little those novellas. A pamphlet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and he has YA books too. Yes, yeah. and YA books. Yeah. yeah. James Patterson presents <laughs> Apple recipes. <laughs> um. So number three, it's uh two weeks on on the list. Sea of Tranquility by Emily St. John Mandel. Edwin St. Andrew is 18 years old when he crosses the Atlantic by steamship, exiled from polite society following an ill-conceived diatribe at a dinner party. He <laughs> ent- <laughs> I think I'm making this up. I'm not- <laughs> okay. 
It's like, get out. Yeah. Yeah. So I got on the ship and yeah. I went to America. He enters the forest. My forest, I don't know. Spellbind, spellbound by the beauty of the Canadian wilderness. Oh, and Canada. suddenly hears the notes of a violin echoing in an airship terminal. An experience that shocks him to his core. Yeah, I don't understand. It just sounds like words. Yeah. And, and well, things. wait. It gets better. <laughs> two centuries later. What? Yeah, two centuries yes. later, a famous writer named Olive Llewellyn is on a book tour. She's traveling all over Earth, but her home is a second moon colony. Okay. Yeah. A place of white stone, spired towers, and artificial beauty. Within the text of Olive's best-selling pandemic novel, <laughs> lies a strange passage. A man plays his violin... For change in the echoing corridor of an airship terminal. What's an airship? As the trees of a forest a rise around a him. A blimp. Oh, a blimp. Right? Oh. Sarah, an airship is a blimp? Sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> like the Hindenburg? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. So it's a little weird. And then there's a whole other paragraph, which will confuse you even more. <laughs> so if you like sort of, I think it's new age Okay. Yeah. Sci-fi. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Are you sure that maybe the printer didn't get jammed and like a second page <laughs> got skipped you. over? Yeah. Is... Well, you know what? Okay. So the New York Times, they have like one sentence yeah. descriptions. And there is a detective investigating the wilderness discovers that his actions might affect the timeline of the universe. Okay. Oh, that's completely different than what yeah. you just read. Well, you know what? Not completely different, but yeah. it seems honestly more coherent than one sentence yeah. than... So basically, this is our description, middle <laughs> <laughs> not my description. <laughs> no, call your fire. <laughs> no, and I believe they get this from the publisher. Yeah, they get the publisher. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 uh, no. And some of these other things I got are from the actual yeah. publisher. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I didn't think one of us wrote it. <laughs> um, okay, so the next one, number four. Ready? Eight weeks on the list. The Paris Apartment by Lucy Foley. We know Lucy Foley. Yeah. And I, I've heard of this book. Yeah. yeah. Jess needs a fresh start. She's broke and alone. And she's just left her job under less than ideal circumstances. Her half-brother, Ben, didn't sound thrilled when she asked if she could crash with him for a bit. But he didn't say no. And surely everything will look better from Paris. Yeah? Mm-hmm. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Only when she shows up to find a very nice apartment could Ben really have afforded this. We know he couldn't. (laughs) The longer Ben stays missing, the more Jess starts to dig into her brother's situation and the more questions she has. Ben's neighbors are an eclectic bunch and not particularly friendly because they're French. (laughs) Jess may have come to Paris to escape her past, but it's starting to look like it's Ben's future that's in question. Why be nosy? Just live there. (laughs) You're put up in an apartment. That's fine. Why are you going to go digging? If you go digging, you're going to find something. Sorry, Ben. I don't know where you are, but thanks. Yeah. Okay, so number five, three weeks on the list, mm. is What Happened to the Bennetts by Lisa Scatolini. And we oh. Know Lisa mm, we know her, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> what happened to them? Who knows? Jason Bennett is a suburban dad who owns a court reporting business, but one night, his life takes a horrific turn. Mm. Oh. He's driving his family home after his daughter's field hockey game when a pickup truck begins tailgating them Uh-oh. in a dark stretch of road. Suddenly, two men jump from the pickup, pull, and pull guns on Jason, demanding the car. Mm. A horrific flash of violence changes his life forever. Later that awful night, he lives, by the way. Spoiler alert. Jason and his family receive a visit from the FBI. Bum, bum, bum. Then, the question is, what happened to the Bennets? Oh. Oh. They're involved what in happened? something. Where'd they go? Well, you have to read, you have to read, oh. the, book. read the book. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I just, uh, that's the first five. Okay. okay. And they're all very different. Yes, they right? are extremely different. Something very weird. Okay. So, and number six is called The Sacred Bridge. Okay. It's a mystery, it looks like. Number seven, 
Okay. Oh, but that's new. The Sacred Bridge by okay. Anne Hillerman. It's new. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be very popular. So if mm-hmm. you're reading this, get it now. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So number seven, 71 weeks on the list. Wow. The Midnight Library by Matt Haig. Number eight, two weeks on the list, Time is a Mother. I don't think I put the emphasis correctly on that, but <laughs> my time is a mother. Um, no. Time is a mother. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's a collection of poems uh. by the MacArthur Fellow, an author of On Earth, We're Briefly Gorgeous. Okay. So I know I did not say that correctly. <laughs> Number nine, three weeks on the list called The Diamond Eye by Kate Quinn. Historical book. Mm-hmm. Number 10 is Lessons in Chemistry by Bonnie Garmis, two weeks on the list. And then it does go up to 15 books. So, yes. And we do have all of the current and past New York Times lists at the adult reference desk. We okay. do. Both buildings. So if anyone wants to see what's what. Great. As can, well as a link on our catalog. Yeah. Go yeah. straight to it. Cool. Great. Thank you very much, Sarah. I uh, am making an announcement uh, on today's show. I have purchased an airship. <laughs> <laughs> And we're going to go for a ride in the blimp. <laughs> and he's only 18. The one was only 24. He's only 18. Can he grow up? Like yeah. They're not doing this at 18 and 24. No, yeah. not at all. The 24 is, is honestly absurd. Like, that's <laughs> make her at least 27, 28. Like, 24, that's silly. Yeah, they obviously have never met 24 I don't like... <laughs> they just sit in I mean, their I guess if you're writing room. <laughs> I guess if you're, like, a, a rich, you know, if she's, like, the daughter of, like, a very rich person, I guess she has a different life experience. But mm-hmm. mm. still. Yes. That's a little crazy. Yeah. That's well, thank you both uh, for uh, that uh, reader's advisory, which is a great feature. <laughs> Don't that, read this. She's yeah. too young. It's yes. not real listening. <laughs> Listen, hit that like button. Yeah. Okay, very important. Hit the like button and also hit subscribe because we are on our way to 1,000 <laughs> subscribers by Labor Day. So we would love that. Uh, if you want to uh, listen to older episodes or read our show notes, our website's mcplpodcast.com. You should know that by now. As well as uh, we have a, (laughs) and you should know that by now. Actually, so I don't know why I'm telling you because exactly. (laughs) MCPLpodcast.com. Comment uh, below. Let us know if you have an idea for a new show, and we'd be happy to take it up. So uh, thank you so much for listening. For Sarah Fade and Nicole Rambo, I'm Sal DiVincenzo. We'll see you on the next show.